0: Macworld Podcast Number 64, Special Edition, January 9, 2007. Sponsored by MYOB's Small Business Management Software. Visit them at Macworld Expo booth 937 to see Account Edge 2007. Now Universal. I'm your host, Macworld Senior Editor Chris Breen, welcoming you to the second of our Macworld Expo Special Edition podcasts. And need I say it again, what makes them so special? Well, it's Macworld Expo, for pity's sake, the year's biggest event for Mac enthusiasts and certainly among Apple's most important public events of the year. As we go through the week, we'll be bringing you news from the show floor, interviews with some of the smartest people in the Apple industry, recordings of some of the sessions taking place at Macworld's booth, and lots and lots of surprises.
1: This is Philip Michaels, executive editor of Macworld.com. I have with me Rob Griffiths, senior editor at Macworld, John Seff, who's our senior news editor, and Jason Snell, the editorial director. And we're talking about Steve Jobs' keynote, Macworld Expo keynote, and our reactions to the products that Apple announced yesterday, the... Apple TV. I keep wanting to call it ITV, as Steve Jobs did during the keynote several times, yep. which will be shipping in February, and the iPhone, which will be shipping in June. And notice that none of those products will be shipping now, and I was wondering if any of the assembled people here uh, had any feelings about that, attending really the first keynote I've ever been to where we've ever walked out with something.
2: Yeah, I, I, from my chair. This is uh, Rob Griffith speaking. I um, I was somewhat surprised that there was no mention—not even a sentence—on Leopard, uh, which you know we everybody's sort of assuming will come out in this spring. As I said to someone else, the keynote gave me no reason to go to my wife and ask her to spend money. Uh, you know, it's hard to say, "Honey, I need cash now for a phone that comes out in June." So that was a little disappointing. You know, there's not even to kind of leave and go rah. I but it go gives get you this. time to save up. <laughs> That's or true. it
1: gives you gives gives you a chance to flex the creative reasons why you <laughs> ask your wife for money.
2: Okay. And the uh, sort of the other disappointment, I call it a. Um, I went and visited Apple's booth, and it was kind of like a live demonstration at Time Machine because you walk in and you got to see iLife 06 and you got to see iWork 06. And I thought, geez, I, I saw all this in January of last year.
1: Well, the fascinating thing that I, I thought uh, to continue on of walking into the Apple booth, I have never seen so few Macs at in an Apple yep. booth at Expo. But, um, Jason, do, did you have sort of a, a, a counterpoint to, to Rob's initial impressions about the keynote?
3: Well, uh, I guess I should say yes, because otherwise <laughs> this wouldn't be very interesting, would it? You no, know, I, I think... One of the things I was thinking is that you could view this the if for lack of a better term, the glass half empty approach, Rob, hey. uh, would be would be I like the iPhone. That, that this is Macworld Expo and there aren't any aren't any Macs. but you could also look at it and say the two products that Steve Jobs showed at the keynote were um, Mac technologies rolled into consumer electronics products that, yep. the, that the Apple TV, uh, is front row sort of taken out and put in a box, and it's sort of, you know, there's some iPod stuff in there too, but it, it looks like front row, and it's sort of dedicated front row system. And the iPhone, you know, it runs Mac OS X, a version of it, and, uh, you know, that, that's Mac technology that's being rolled out into an easy-to-use consumer electronics device. So even from that perspective, I think there was Mac relevance here. But, you know, let's also just talk about the, you know, we're not just Mac users. Most of us are part of the broader Apple ecosystem. And, and so I wasn't disappointed with the keynote, although, yeah, I wish we had something that we were walking away with today. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, any product that got announced before the iPhone would have gotten swept away and it would have been a footnote. So maybe it's all for the best
2: yeah and, and just to clarify I'm clearly not disappointed in the products. I mean, I really do think the iPhone has the ability to to change Apple's business fundamentally in a good way. Uh, it's going to take some time to see how that happens, but it certainly gets them headed in new directions and and I'm really looking forward to when they you know pull the phone out of it and put the hundred gigabyte hard drive in and sells the new iPod so I think there's a lot of exciting news there. Um, I just was really hoping I'd be able to go look at something you know a little eleven inch ultra portable Mac would have really made me happy.
4: And I was uh, you know, maybe slightly disappointed after the keynote, um, you know, thinking about the iPhone. I wasn't completely convinced that it was sort of the, you know, the end-all and be-all of convergence, you know, in terms of, of getting a phone and an iPod and a PDA and everything put together. Um, but then when I actually got a chance to take a look at one today and hold one in my hand, um, I couldn't – Pay attention to what was going on. I couldn't actually listen to the people that I was talking to from Apple when I had this thing in my hand because it was so <laughs> enthralling. And when I started pushing those buttons and really playing with it, you know, which is something you don't get to do with the Apple booth because right. they're behind glass, probably bulletproof glass. There, um, when you actually get your hand on the thing, you know, you you realize, you know, how smooth it is and how slick this thing is.
3: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I I, I was impressed by the idea of the iPhone. I was way more impressed. By the actual iPhone.
0: And now a word from our sponsor, Myob. Are you a small business that loves the Mac? How about your accountant? How much do they love your Mac? With Myob's easy to use small business management software, it doesn't matter. Myob will send your accountant a free copy of the software, Mac or Windows, completely cross platform. Since 1989, Myob's award winning software has empowered small business owners to manage their customers, vendors, inventory payroll and of course their accounting to learn how myob can help your small business visit myob us.com attending macworld expo stop by booth number 937 and pay them a visit myob mind your own business smarter
1: now jason you you had a chance to to talk a little bit with apple today and one of the things that I, I, I've i been hearing as I go about the show floor is, is some developers are kind of excited about maybe re- developing and running their own kinds of apps on this phone. Is that going to be a possibility right off the bat? Or
3: Well, right off... I mean, it, it, we don't know for sure. Apple says that it's definitely not um, something they've announced today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get negative vibes from Apple about it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm holding out hope. I think I think for this to be... A, uh, a, a the product that it really ought to be. There needs to be some way for develop, developers to write cool apps for it because Apple's not going to be able to think of everything. And for it to be, you know, all things to all people, people are going to want to pick and choose some other stuff. What if you want an RSS reader and Apple thinks that's not important? Well, shouldn't somebody be able? Shouldn't Brent Simmons, who does NetNewsWire, or, or somebody else be able to write? An app that does that and put it on the phone. Whether they'll be able to just do that and you can download it and stick it on there, or whether you want to, whether it's going to be not like uh, the iPod where you've got to, you know, make a deal with Apple and then put it on iTunes and then it gets downloaded to the phone like the iPod games do, that's an open question, and I, I wouldn't expect an answer until the Worldwide Developers Conference, honestly.
2: Yeah, and it's definitely an issue that's come up. I was talking with a friend that runs a Windows Mobile phone right now, and he said he loved the design and the form factor. He watched the whole keynote, but on his Windows Mobile phone, he has remote desktop. He has, you know, SSH remote login, and he goes, am I going to be able to do any of that, or am I just getting a phone and an iPod and a a web browser?
4: And Rob, as as you mentioned, you know, you were saying how how you're waiting for that 100-gig hard drive to be slapped on the back and turn it into a a video iPod, and, uh, you know, I'm waiting for that, too, actually, but... In the meantime, you know, this thing is an iPod, but one of the questions, though, is, you know, for those those of us that have 30, 40, 60 gig iPods and consistently fill them up with video content... Is four or eight gigabytes going to yep. be enough? And Apple told us that that four and eight gigabyte number—that's you know—that's the absolute storage on the phone. So that includes any applications that are on there, includes your photos, includes. So any it just goes down from right. There. They said, right. They
3: said it's a you know a minimal amount of space that's taken up by the OS, and and who who knows what that means? But but you know you the OS and apps will take up space. What uh, what parts of the OS aren't I guess embedded in something, uh, you know, on the phone? We just don't know what what exactly is going to make this thing tick. OS ten runs on the phone, correct? That's what they said. They said it's you know it's a version of OS 10 it that's been optimized for the phone hardware for for that kind of experience. But, you know, I didn't read. We talked to Greg Joswiak about it, and. Um, John may have a different thought about this, but I, I did not read into that any serious equivocation about it. I, I kind of felt he would have answered the question differently if it was kind of a fake OS 10 that was like Darwin with mm-hmm. something on top of it and it was weird and different. And he, he basically said, yeah, it runs OS 10." Well, the reason I ask is I'm, I'm wondering,
1: these days you buy a phone and you are pretty much stuck with the features on that phone from the moment you buy it. If there's an OS on the phone, that means theoretically you could, every time the OS gets upgraded, you've got new features. Absolutely. Yeah. And cool. is that the direction Apple is seems to be pointing us in? I know we're mostly speculating on here because we have no physical product. <laughs> Not to keep beating
3: that drum. No, I, I think it's. I think it's certainty. I think that even though they have only talked about what they've talked about, first off, I think there will be more things on it before it ships, and I think there will continue to be things on it afterward. The question is, will it be something that's very much like the iPod games, where Apple in the driver's seat and Apple is going to developers and saying, can you write this for us and then we will sell it? Or will it be a little more open where the Mac developers that are out there and people who want to just develop for the phone come in and say, okay, you know, I, I've got this product, you sell it for me or let me sell it and have people install it. And that's, that's the big mystery, but yeah. I'm sure that Apple is going to keep developing software and either rolling it out or, or selling it.
2: Yeah, and, and the thing I like about the design, is, and Steve obviously touched on it, is the, is the fact that there are no buttons. I mean, the buttons are all soft. So when you add those new features, it won't have to be use the remapped home button to access the new remote terminal commands. You know, there'll be a button on the screen that says remote terminal.
3: Yeah, exactly, and, and that's one of the nice things about soft buttons. There aren't no buttons. There, there's the home, true, button, the home button, volume up and down, and a sleep button, and a ring or silent mode. So there are a few soft buttons. Uh, mostly on the side, one on the front, and then the, the home button's down at the bottom. If you've seen the pictures, uh, we'll paint a word picture here. The mm-hmm. home button's down at the bottom. There's the big screen, and then up at the top, there's that little slit, and that's the, that's where you put your ear. That's the mm-hmm. ear hole, as right. we like to say in the technology industry.
2: Did, uh, a, a question, which I don't know the answer to, did, did Apple clarify for either of you whether the phone has a, a vibrate mode, or is it just ring and silent? Uh, no, no I, mention of that. No mention, no
4: mention of, of whether you can, uh, you know, use your MP3 or or AAC files as ringtones. Um, we we didn't uh, hear yeah. anything about that.
3: Yeah, it, it remains to be seen. They they were you know they were fairly reluctant to talk <laughs> about. I mean, keep in mind this is Apple, a company that generally doesn't want to tell anybody anything. And for this, they've told us some things, but it's six months away, and I am sure that they're holding lots of stuff back. And and, and that may be one of yeah. them.
1: And the whole reason why we have a product announcement six months in advance is because they, they don't want to get scooped by their own. Fi- regulatory filings yeah. with the FCC.
3: Exactly. I, I think that's a reason, and I think there. I mean, I think there are other reasons. <laughs> uh, th- that's the one that they talked about. But let's be honest here. I mean, one of the reasons is to fire a shot across the bow over all these cell phone companies, and and and, and more importantly, everybody who's out there who's got a contract that's coming up, or they're thinking about you know signing a contract. It's going to put a freeze, I think, on the cell phone sales market for a lot of people, where they're going to wait and see. Uh, I think there are a lot of people with those contracts with six months or a year to run who are going to say, "I'm not signing up. I'm not going to get a new phone." I think. We're going to see a lot of that stuff, um, and that's one of the reasons why they did this is they want to prime the market a little bit, and you know, the FCC may have pushed it over the edge, but I think this is more about the fact that they were finally ready to show it, get it out there, and get a buzz building on it.
1: Now, someone mentioned uh, the, the, the iPhone sort of being all things to all people. A- as you all know, I'm not much of a phone guy <laughs> up until... A month ago, I was carrying around that brick-sized uh, phone that looked like I, I stole it off an old Soviet Politburo minister.
2: Uh, That's being generous.
1: I'm, I wasn't interested in the phone so much as I was interested in the iPod aspect of the phone with the wide screen. And I'm wondering if this is a design that, um, if this is a design that Apple might introduce to the iPod line itself where you get a thirty gigabyte, forty gigabyte iPod that just happens to have a, a wide screen with that you can yeah. operate by well, touch.
4: It definitely seems I mean they've we, done all the work for yeah. that. They they made this beautiful, you know, screen. They have the uh, you know accelerometer that uh, you know determines whether it's in portrait mode or landscape mode. They have the the touch technology and so and they've built the iPod portion of it so it would be very easy to take yeah. out the radio components for the you know, the phone and just stick in a hard drive in place of the flash. Memory. Yeah,
3: this is the missing product, right? Yeah. I mean, you want a widescreen video iPod that's just an iPod that's not a phone. Uh, as, as cool as the iPhone is, you, you do want that, and it's got a hard drive, and it can hold movies yep. and it can hold TV shows that, you know, the iPhone is not going to be able to even at 8 gigs. It's it, That's a pretty limited supply of music and videos. And yeah. the question
4: in my mind is, are they going to wait until the iPhone comes out, wait six months, then come out with the, the true video iPod, widescreen video touch screen iPod, or are they going to say, okay, we've announced this product, people that want a phone want a phone, and you know now we've done the technology, we can do this because you know as, as Steve Jobs pointed out during the keynote, you know he was saying the worldwide uh, sales for for mobile phones uh, in 2006 was 957 million, that's cell phones. The smartphone market is much smaller, and then that's worldwide. That's not even U.S. So, you know, there's there's a lot of interested people out there, but it's also a fairly small subsection of of the market. So, you know, you know the other shoe is going to drop. The question is just when, I hope it's sooner rather than later, because I want to buy one of those.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was talking with a friend, and he said one of the challenges now is for somebody contemplating purchasing an iPod, in addition to freezing people whose contracts may be up on cell phones, Apple may have intentionally or unintentionally frozen their high-end iPod market because right, you know right. it's an interesting decision. Do I want to go buy a 80 gig iPod tomorrow, thinking that I've just seen this amazing interface that kind yeah. of blows away a scroll wheel? And you know, Apple's got to have something in the works. If I had to place a bet, and you do, it's required. <laughs> I,
3: I would. Um, I would probably place it on that there will be a widescreen touchscreen iPod before the iPhone ships. And, you know, I'm not completely convinced, but that would be my bet.
2: I would side with you on that bet. I would see it sometime between March and June, once the phone gets closer to shipping. Because it just seems like There are more people. I mean, he said, wait, there's almost 100 million. There are now 100 million iPods, and they won't have the, you know, you don't have to introduce a version of the iPod with European approval like they have to do with the phone that's going to delay it until the end of the year. Well, except volume control. Right,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Whether or not an iPod, a widescreen iPod, ships before the iPhone, we do know that the Apple TV will ship before the iPhone. Is there anything that we learned about this product, which is coming out in February, that we that we didn't know in September that that's intriguing? Besides hard drive, the, hard we drive. have the 40 gigabyte hard drive.
3: That that's the big one. That that means this isn't just a streamer. That means that this is a product that's a little more like an iPod. You can store stuff on it. You can sync. You can choose exactly what to sync, and I think that will make a big difference because then you're not going to be completely held hostage by the speed of your wireless network.
2: Yeah, and it's basically – it is the world's largest iPod. You know, it gets hooked up to a a forty or fifty or sixty-inch television, and but without the television, it's just a device that you can't really see anything on. So it's the same, and and it acts like an iPod. It's integrated with iTunes like an iPod. Um, I've ordered one, and one of the first things I intend on doing is breaking through the seal on the bottom and figuring out how to clone the hard drive onto a a much larger drive and see what happens. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I ordered one, but I'm probably going to just keep my warranty (laughs) valid on mine. But I also have ordered one. Like I said, I think I wrote actually somewhere that I was going to be first in line to order. It and, <laughs> and I felt like I uh, I got to put my money where my mouth is, yeah. and I, I want one. I, yeah. Frankly, I've got a Mac Mini on my TV right now, and I, I want to take it off and replace it with something that's really dedicated for it.
4: Yeah, yeah and I, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say that even though Jason said that you know with the hard drive you're not at the mercy of the speed of your network, you know one of the other things they announced about it was the fact that it has you know um, very fast, robust uh, wireless networking, which includes a draft version of the um, 802.11n. Uh, networking standards, so which happens to be in the new uh, airport um, extreme base station as well. So the
2: unannounced announcement. Yes, the, the unannounced <laughs> at
4: Expo, but but announced. Um, and you know what's interesting about that is that um, you know this is the first uh, you know product that you know from Apple that's, that's using yep. this faster um, standard. And for streaming, you really need. Something I guess. Um, And they also mentioned something about the kind of video which is going to be re- requiring that kind of network, which is that it um, can do 720p video.
3: Right. That was, that was new. Um, the tech specs are interesting. If you look on the web, the tech specs are very specific that it only does 720p video at 24 frames per second, which yeah. I, found, I found was very weird because if you're, if you're an HDTV person, sports, for example, um, iTunes offers the BCS. This is the example I used with Apple today. iTunes offers the BCS uh, football games. And imagine a world where those are in HD. Um, That's a 30 frame per second 720p on Fox. And um, you can pull it down. You can take it down to 24 frames a second, and then it's going to look weird. It's going to look like it was on film when it was actually shot on video. And and, um, so that's a weird thing that it's sort of HD. It'll do HD but only at film level, which, you know, there's a lot of film HD out there, and that's fine. But... It's gonna be interesting because, you know, it's gonna support the formats that it supports, kinda like the iPod, and everybody else is gonna be making hay trying to find little converter apps that will get it into a format that will get on, just like, it's gonna be the same people who do it for the iPod stuff. But, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have, um, ITV, or sorry, Apple, <laughs> Apple TV, I knew I would do it, for, you know, for Visual Hub and and, and Handbrake and all of that kind of stuff. We're but going to have to start instituting fines for anyone who calls it ITV.
2: <laughs> After this week, I think there will be fines. <laughs> there was, a, a, to me, a couple of the interesting things where I was I was sort of surprised to see that it's only a 10100 Ethernet port in the back for those people where wireless may not be an option to get to, you know, if you're in a home with a uh, where the TV's down in the basement, for instance, and you may have trouble with the, the wireless signal, um, oh. it, it at the cost, I mean, they're throwing gigabit Ethernet into the cheapest machines in their line, but they didn't put one in the. Well, this is a box. lot cheaper than that, though. I mean, well, I, that's true, I, 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 I
3: doubt that gigabit Ethernet is necessary for this product. It's probably worth them saving the money on it, yeah. even if it's a relatively little. It's, that's kind well, of, and with a 40 gig really hard, hard drive, it's not I as think.
2: big of an issue, but as if the drive gets bigger and you want to transfer your movie collection, yeah, well, the there's comes, too.
4: There's a question <laughs> also the fact that it has a USB 2 port yeah, on the back for now. What? Um maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe that's for uh, adding another hard drive mm. you right. know, of content. Maybe yeah. maybe you can c- connect your iPod right. directly with right. content, on it. Or maybe, or the, it maybe, maybe Blu-ray.
2: Apple TV.
3: Maybe it's Blu-ray or HD DVD. I don't know.
4: Or perhaps you can use it to uh,
3: you know add. What if you could add another networking. Apple TV? What if so you have
2: two Apple TVs? 80 gig of drive space, and they worked as one? That would seem like a waste. <laughs> yeah, and it seemed like you would I'm need gonna, a, a switcher gonna or gonna be some sort of some sort. Yeah, that yeah. seems oh. kind of crazy.
3: So they a, they didn't tell drive. us
2: anything about it, right? I mean, the USB port.
3: No, no, no they the, just said it's USB. It's unsaid huh. what, what it might mean. I, uh, that's one of the great mysteries that remains about it. Although you know, TiVo's have been shoot, shoot, uh, TiVo's have been have been shipping. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's been a long week. You know, TiVo's have been shipping with a uh, a USB port on the back for a long time now. <laughs> and for a while, anything. it right. didn't do anything. Those of us who have T V, TiVo's, it does nothing. And then for some people, it finally was like a wireless adapter. No. So, you know, the mystery of the USB 2.0 part for future use uh, <laughs> continues. But I would imagine it's either expansion or it's some sort of, uh, you know, some other sort of wacky add-on product.
1: I thought we'd finish up by going around the table and maybe talking about uh we've talked about future products let's talk about future products we don't even know exist uh (laughs) your prediction on when the next apple event is held and what product it will be uh producing
2: does it have to be an event or just like the next major announcement out of apple
1: Whatever you feel like.
4: <laughs> well, I, I think it wouldn't be going too far into a limb to say that since there were no Macs introduced at Macworld Expo, that perhaps the next announcement from Apple will be an updated uh, Mac product, an my, actual CPU.
2: Yeah, my guess would probably be, uh, my, I guess if I had to put together an ideal situation, it would be a special event in March, which is going to roll out not only the new Macs. I mean, there's obviously there's dual quad-core chips out there that we'd expect to show up, um, but with leopard and iLife and iWork all the things they held back uh, at the January keynote you know they said spring of 07 for leopard we need new hardware they held, you know steve was doing a demo that was clearly running iWork 07 all those visual effects are not in iWork 06. so the product is out there. So that's what I'm, I, I would guess, in March. So you're basically predicting like Keynote the Keynote se- two, Keynote yes. the sequel, <laughs> Keynote the one I wanted in March,
3: <laughs> Jason. Yeah, I, I would, I, I, if this were not a podcast, I would probably just say, yeah, I think Rob is right. Uh, so I'll go a different path, <laughs> just for entertainment value, and say that maybe you know I do think that that event is out there. I'm going to throw it out there as uh, maybe that there'll be another uh, another iPod event where they do. Um, maybe an official ITV rollout. Add some new movie studios. Maybe add some twists to the i to the iTunes stuff, and uh, and uh, that widescreen video iPod with touchscreen that we are we've invented here <laughs> around this table.
1: I'm going to uh, take the best of both worlds. If it's an iPod event, I believe that the Beatles will be there ah, too. Yes. Well, they sure were in the keynote.
4: They sure were in the keynote. Lot. Lot. They they keynote sure in the keynotes,
1: so it seems like <clears throat> something's cooking there. So. Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Pete Best will all be will all be at the next event. Sir George Martin. And
4: <laughs> and the one other thing that we're missing, of course, is displays, yeah. um, which have, Yeah, that's know, not really an event product. No. And that may no. just be a, no, I, a press
3: release. I, I would think they should maybe, be there.
4: maybe when the new Mac Pro comes out with yeah. eight cores in it, you know, maybe they'll have a, you know, 78-inch uh, <laughs> LCD with 14 different eyesights <laughs> yes. built into it or something that's like for that. For holographic eyesights.
1: <laughs> yeah. And if it's not an Apple event, I think it will be that that eight core Mac Pro, and I think iLife and iWork will be updated at that same time. And I think it'll happen at the end of January. Yeah, Ooh.
3: that's that's bold. I don't yeah, I don't I'm see a, a, a Mac bold, Pro. Bold I don't see a Mac Pro announcement with an iLife announcement. No, I think I, I, I think there'll have to be an iMac or a Mac Mini yeah. with uh, to go along with iLife or, yeah. or Leopard.
2: And if, if you want my thoughts on, on why I, I, I sort of agree with Jason, um, the the effects he was showing in his keynote presentation rely heavily on core animation. Which comes out with Leopard, so I'm. I, that's where I think those two things are going to have to be paired together.
3: And as somebody, uh, I don't even remember who on the show floor said, you know, a well, one-year cycle for a, a for a suite of apps is really rough. And maybe this is a, a switch for iLife so and iWork to a, a an 18-month thing, where sort we're, of like know, OS 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and we'll get one mid-year, and then that'll have to do us. And maybe they'll even call it 08. Who knows? Yeah. But well, they call it might well, they call it up maybe iLife Leopard.
1: Yeah, um, who knows. I like Oct 8. <laughs> 8 exactly right. <laughs> well, well, whatever uh, Apple ends up announcing, we will certainly have a podcast then to no <laughs> doubt talk aimlessly about it and uh we'll throw it back to Chris.
0: And that does it for this edition of the Macworld podcast sponsored by MYOB, small business management software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. For more details on the items mentioned in today's podcast, please take a look at this program's show notes. Available at www.macworld.com slash podcast. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, and technology news, views, and information at macworld.com. Stay tuned for more of our coverage of Macworld Expo. See you next time.